Hey, this is Eastlake BBA, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you. We hope this builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Okay. I'm Luis, and I'm an alcoholic. And, um, you know, I hit bottom nine years ago in the year 2014. And, uh, you know, uh, it was the first time I actually reached out for help. I reached out to God for help, helped me get to an AA meeting. I showed up three days later, and uh, I showed up to a meeting called Free at Last. And you know, there's like, if you've ever, you all remember when we're trying to find that first meeting or find a meeting, there's like so many meetings out there. And you know, usually picked by the day and the time available. And there's obviously, sometimes there's a few options. Some of us try to go outside of our community where no one will recognize us. You know, um, but I, you know, I showed up in my community to this meeting called Free at Last, you know, and it was exactly where God wanted me to show up because there was a room full of people waiting for me to just, just hear me and embrace me, welcome me and say, let us love you until you learn to love yourself. And that night I was like, filled with guilt, shame, and remorse, and I was just tearing up and, and stuttering. I couldn't speak anymore. And, uh, and so tonight we're going to be celebrating anyone who's reached a milestone in the month of December. And so uh, when we do that, it's experience, strength, and hope. Because we, we didn't get to honor you. Uh, we were been closed for two weeks. And so uh, I had a message I was preparing my son is actually going to be delivering his own little message this week. So I shifted and focused on him. And that's the blessing because today I get to show up for him. You know, and I found my voice in these rooms. And, I, and then later over time, I learned how to actually prepare and deliver a message. So I got to do that with him today. And showing him a, a roadmap, a map that I've, that I've, picked up along the way it's one of my toolbox it's one of my tools in my toolbox and um, and that got me thinking in a way that's what big book awakening is because the big book is so vast there's so much information in here and it's you know it's the journey of of a hundred or a thousand people condensed into this book but you can't do it on your own and that's that's the struggle because I remember when I got here, you know, I was already a lone wolf for so long. I'd been so isolated. I'd lost my voice. I didn't really want to open up. I just kind of wanted you guys to give me some, something that I could then take with me and continue doing life the way I had been doing, in a sense, trying to figure it out. Um, but it don't work that way. And I brought a different book. This book came out in 2018. It's sold 15 million copies since then. It's on habits. Some of you have probably already read it. Some of you have not. But there's a part in here that the author, uh, it's, uh, it says, a system of atomic habits. He says, if you're having trouble changing your habits, the problem isn't you. The problem is your system. You know? And uh, I remember I had read so many self-help books. I would, I would have read this. I got, you know, I got recovered by the time this book was printed. But if I had not, I would have bought this book trying to find an answer for, a, for alcoholism. Uh, and it says, bad habits repeat themselves again and again, not because you don't want to change, but because you have the wrong system for change. You do not rise up to the level of your goals you will fall to the level of your systems. You know, I had no system for, for beating uh, alcoholism. And this book doesn't have a solution for you either. Uh, if you're one of us, you won't find it in there. Right? It talks, it, this is a book that talks about systems and habits. And it will help you become aware of the fact that you need help. But you won't even... It doesn't even understand what the problem of alcoholism is. And so 
it's why it's important to come to meetings because uh, until you surround yourself with a group of people who are either, look, it's a new year, it's resolutions, right? It's the beginning of the year. This is the time where most of us try to make some ch positive change in our life. And some of us have that power to be able to do that, what some sort of change. But if it has to do with alcoholism or drug addiction, without a higher power, we won't be able to. If you're the real deal. And the book makes a, the big book makes a really good, it does a really good job of, of telling us what the problem is, of actually making us aware of how big it is. Because, you know, I was waking up from blackouts. I was, uh, you know, in the morning saying, there's no way I'm going to do it again. And then by 6 p.m., I was already thinking of, I started planning my party of one. And this vicious cycle would just keep repeating itself because, like it said, I wanted to change. I wanted to do things different, but I would find myself um, without, with, without enough power to make it through the night. And the thing is, is this book also does a good job to make you realize that what has to, have, what has to change is, is an identity change, right? To where, and I, you know, when I got here, I, you would have told me, and I think that's part of the resistance. I'm trying to hold on to this party of how it was maybe five years before I hit bottom, maybe 10 years before I hit bottom, or maybe all the way back to when the world was spinning and I was looking at the stars, that first buzz, right? I'm trying to get back maybe to even to that far back because by the time I got here, I had a lot of consequences, legal consequences, financial consequences, consequences at home. And, you know, uh, the only thing I know is to run and numb, you know? I'm running away from it or I'm trying to numb from it and, um, the saddest thing too is, is that I've gotten already used to letting my, my wife take care of me. And before my wife, it was my brother and my mom, you know? And somewhere along my life, I, I just stopped growing. You know, there was trauma, I kind of got stuck there and, and I just haven't really grown up to the, to the person that I want to be. And, and, you know, and, you know, by, you know, I started drinking at 18, I hit bottom at 39. In that time, you know, I have built up businesses, I've made money, cars. I've, on the, I have the external, what looks like success on the outside, but I am suffering on the inside from imposter syndrome, from alcoholic torture, uh, and from things that I, I have suppressed so far down that I've forgotten. And so, um, a map big book awakening gives us a map of what we what we're trying to escape from right and it gives us a road map of the steps that we need to take to arrive to a, like we kind of know like whether we know it or not there is a better way and you know and by the time i hit bottom i'm just trying not to sink any further that day and that that to me is like success and it's not, that's just surviving. And most of us, if you're here, you've already learned how to survive on your own. Some of us will die in the process of trying to survive, but this whole program is about thriving, right? There's all these beautiful promises, a system, right? Big book awakening, 12 steps. Like there's a whole system for us that if you really want to recover from alcoholism and addiction in 2024, it is possible. And I say it and I'm, and I'm going deep because we have a workshop starting just down the hall next Tuesday at 6 p.m. And that's just one of the doors that's available for anyone who means business, as the big book says. It won't be easy, right? And it itself is a six-month process at minimum. But the way I was living was not easy anymore it was painful and yesterday when i was at church i heard god will let you fight 
if you want to fight. You want to keep resisting. You want to keep fighting alcoholism. You want to keep fighting him. He's going to let you because he's given us, all of us, free will. But what really means to hit bottom is to get to that place of hopelessness, hopelessness and realize, I want help. I need help. And then I got I to gotta speak up. Hopefully, maybe to a spouse or maybe just showing up and raising your hand in a room like this and saying, I want help. I need help. Tears and mocos, boogers all in my face. I need help. And that's where it begins. The moment you walk in and, and, and because the other thing, this book makes it, uh, this other book, and this good news is this book, the big book tells us, hey, there's other books. And this is another one that can help us along the way, which this one talks about being in motion versus taking action. And man, I've seen a lot of people in these rooms being in motion. They look busy. They look like they're doing it. They're doing the deal. But they're stuck in that four step for months or even a year. And that's not the program. That's not the, the, the prescription, the solution. You know, this, this book tells us this is a program of action. And um, that's why it's good to be part of something, be around people now who are actually taking action in their lives. And hopefully they will inspire you as, I, as Michael inspired me. Like, you know what? I want what he has. You know? And that's why it's important, again, to go to meetings, go through this step, because ultimately the identity change that needs to happen is, as I said tonight, I'm an ex-problem ex drinker. The big book tells me, God says, I will remove your drinking problem. I have not cured of alcoholism. That stuff is still in my system. But it is dormant because I am now also rooted in my relationship with God, which I didn't have when I got here. It wasn't even something I was looking for, but it's what I need. I need to tap in to a higher power that has already defeated alcoholism. We already know alcohol alcoholism is a defeated foe because of the fact that we have, this book is telling us, we have seen miracles and miracles across these rooms since 1935, when they started to do something this way, right? Um, so, you know, there's this billionaire that says, Ray Dalio says, it's one of his frameworks. What do you want? What do you know is true? And what we know is true is that it, 12 steps works. AA works. Big Book Awakening is a great map that will take you through this journey of the 12 steps inside the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And the final question is, what are you going to do about it? Right? Some of us stay stuck in motion saying that we want to recover, that we want this new life of fresh start. But we have to actually show up and take the necessary steps. You know, can't be half pregnant, right? You gotta be in all the way, one day at a time. And, um, and believe me, you need a band of brothers and sisters to be with you during this journey that will, for those days, you know, that life happens. Whether it's your father passes away, your grandpa passes away, your brother passes away, you know, um, you go through a divorce. These are just some of the things I've gone through during my recovery. And these are things that I would have drank through, drank for because that's, that's who I was before. But I've had this identity change. That's not me anymore. And Michael would be one of those people that would be, remind me, you're not the same person that walked in through those doors so many years ago. And it's important to have people like that who have journeyed with you, who have seen you there. And when you're going through a rough patch, through another storm because you're either in one you just got out of a storm or there's another one approaching that's just part of life right that will remind you that hey you're not that person and so today like i said uh my identity is all rooted in the fact that i am a child of god that that i know that there's a, a, a the creator of the universe loves me is for me, right? And has repurposed me 
with this. It's, and the reason why I'm here and I keep coming is that it says on 153, then you will know what it means to give of yourself that others have, that others may survive and rediscover life. You will learn to f the full meaning of love thy neighbor as thyself. And I just want you to know that I consider all of you today my neighbor, you know? Who we see as our neighbor is a choice, right? It's not the person that lives next to you, not just them. Because some of us don't even know how to be a neighbor to the person who lives next to us. But, um, you know, this, this way of life, the values that I have now, the principles that are, everything that AA has given me allows me to, to be the father who I am today. And that is one of the greatest blessings of my life. And so... Uh, what do you want for 2024? Like I said, we have a workshop starting. It's a great opportunity. There are other workshops out there. Um, I really appreciate letting me share. Thanks. All right, Sal Alcoholic, I'll kick it off. Thank you, Luis, for your lead. Um, I, uh, too, was was one of those guys who every morning when I opened up that bottle and, and uh, looked at that bottle. I was like, I don't want to do it. But after I started to contemplate and got that liquid courage, I just continued to go on and on and on. And it means a lot because, um, you know, there's been a lot of storms. And I liked how you mentioned, you know, the storm. Uh, there's one that's coming. There's one that you're in. Um, there's ones that have passed. And uh, during my amends uh, period, I, I've, I've hit a storm um, trying to make amends. And uh, it's, it's funny because I'm right in the middle of it right now. And although the storm looks like, it, like I'm right in the eye right now, and it's just kind of that calm um, as you're making your way through that eye of the storm, you know, because things are going to get blistery you know, coming up here uh, with the amends that I need to make to my siblings. But it's, it's gotten to the point now to where uh, those siblings that I have, my, have to make my amends to are, are starting to realize that, you know, it's time to let me tell my, you know, tell my amends to them. So they're starting to open up a little bit and hopefully that will... Uh, that will help me get through so I can be on the other side, like Luis and Michael say, just get through the storm and, and be done because I want what Jason has. I want what Mike has. I want what Luis has, you know, Oliver. Um, not saying that in the nine months that I've been sober and going through my steps, not saying that I haven't enjoyed what you guys have, but to get that monkey off the back is always the best feeling to have. And that's what I'm looking forward to in 2024 because it's a fresh year and uh, we're hitting it head on in the first month of the new year. So hopefully something comes about that. But that's all I have. Thank you. Lewis Alcoholic. Lewis. Um, thank you for your share, Lewis. Thank you. Um, experience, strength, and hope. That's the topic, right? Mm -hmm. So I take my experience from what I'm learning today in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous as a, I take it, I take it real serious because it's, it's keeping me to doing the right thing and not going back to my old ways. So that old experience of them old ways and old behaviors trying to stick away from that so like this is a new way of living new uh it's like a new atmosphere and i'm just embracing every bit of it and that comes with the strength I, it, the strength to just keep going for another day you know trying something new and like i said embracing it all and then the hope comes with just every day wishing that the next day is going to be just as good as this day you know or even better so I just keep that in my forefront, study my steps. You know, I've been working my, I've been working my book. I, I'm, on, I'm over my 12 steps. I'm in the traditions now. 
So it's been coming along and I, you know, I'm like a learner. I like learning. So I feel like if I'm not really learning anything, I shouldn't be doing it. So 2024 is going to be the year that I just keep learning more and more about this book right here, you know, more about this book so I could be able to share my experience, strength and hope to the next person that needs it. And, um, yeah, that's it. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you. It's crazy how you were talking about the storm, right? So I wrote this down today. I got this out of, uh, I was reading this like a Christian book, but it says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trials because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him, right? That's James 1, 12. But then on the bottom of that, it says, how can an oak tree have its strength and beauty if it doesn't stand a storm? You feel me? So that's like all of us in our addictions, when this is how I took it, all of us in our addictions, when we was going through the roughest times, the roughest patches, and then we found this room, you know, and then we seen the other people that, that got the beauty and the strength, like that big oak tree, because they didn't withstand the storm. You feel me? That's how I took it. I had to share that with y'all. Hey. I'm Pat, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a crystal meth addict. Um, thanks for your share, Louise, and thanks to both of you shared. Um, experience, strength, and hope. You know, when you were talking, Louise, you reminded me, uh, I used to go to Father Mike's church, but he's, uh, he's dying of cancer now, so. Um, but anyway, he talked about this, you know, you reminded me of the story of the blind beggar, you know, and... Um, you know, the beggar um, is blind and he just keeps asking people for money, you know, and then, um, but when Jesus came up to him, Jesus asked him, what can I do for you, right? I mean, it's obvious, <clears throat> you would think somebody who was blind would want to have their, they want to be able to see, but, but if he just was gonna beg for money, then Jesus can't help him, right? And that's kind of like how, how we were, um, you know, before getting sober is, you know, I want to, you know, beg for things to go my way, for people to give me money, for, you know, um, you know, I just couldn't imagine living a different life, you know, um, can't, couldn't imagine living without alcohol and drugs for the rest of my life, you know, because that's what, you know, I went to rehab when I was 15, I didn't get sober until I was 35, so for those 20 years, you know, that memory of rehab was people telling me, oh, you can never drink again. You know, this is, <laughs> you know, and I just, I, there was no way, there was no fucking way that at 15 years old, I could be okay with that. And for 20 years, I wanted to continue, you know, drinking and using uh, the way I wanted to and just trying not to get in trouble, you know. It didn't work out very well, you know. Well, eventually it did. But I was like the beggar, you know, I wanted it my way and I wanted people to give me stuff. I didn't want to do the work. And I'm reminded of it now because my, my younger son, he's homeless on the streets of Phoenix and, um, and you know, he has an option. He can go into a six month program at, uh, I think it's Phoenix Rescue Mission. Or he's like, no, I just need to get a job. You know, uh, can you send me some money so I can do some laundry? And and uh, his he's got his brother's credit card. His brother, his older brother, has given him a credit card so he can stay in a motel. He stayed in the motel room. And, you know, so anyway, that's kind of how I see it. My, you know, before I was, uh, before I hit bottom and was ready, you know, uh, I was like the beggar who couldn't see and just was going to, ask for money you know but jesus when jesus asked the man you know what can i do for you and of course he says i want to see and then he says your faith your faith has made you well you know um so anyway that's all i got thanks
I kept seeing people move. I thought they were going to come up here. So, I'm Michael. I'm an addict and alcoholic. <clears throat> and uh, thanks, Luis. Uh, it's, been, it's been a road. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? It's been a road. It's been a road. Um, and uh, while you were sharing, a couple people other were sharing, I just, it was coming up for me is like this, this big book is the framework for our 12 steps. And the 12 steps is the framework for this path to a relationship with a power that is going to get me sober and keep me sober and a relationship with that power that is also going to give me a sort of life that that is far beyond what I ever thought possible for myself. I, I had this idea and this dream of what it should look like and it includes a lot of cash and girls and cars and shit, you know, um, and uh, completely would have sold myself short. Um, I did get a few of the things, <laughs> um, but what I really got was I got a changed heart and I have a relationship with God, a one-on-one relationship with my creator that I can trust and turn to in the storm, in the storm, or when a friend's having a storm and I can be there as a, as a kind of a, a, a loving, kind hand to offer some hope and solution. January, a lot of us look at that as the new year, new me, new, you know, new start and everything. So um, there is the workshop coming up or work one-on-one with someone and go through the 12 steps. It feels so great to walk into a meeting when I'm broken and hopeless and you guys are all kind of happy and shit and you guys are doing something that's like really, you can feel it when you walk into a room like, oh man, this might work. And that's amazing. That's wonderful. We want to give that to you all day long. But you can only stay sober on our experience or our relationship with our creator for so long. So if we're not here encouraging you to work your own steps and develop your own relationship with your creator, your higher power, your loving God, then we're really doing you a disservice. And at some point, you or I or we will drink or use again and we'll wonder why it didn't work. Because at some point that could just be one more human reliance if I don't have my own relationship with God. And each of us are gonna, we heard this last night, each of us are gonna have our own unique, beautiful, individual relationship with our creator. And that's wonderful, that's perfect. But let's find it and let's get it. So if you don't have one yet or you doubt that it will work for you or maybe you're even an atheist, or you've been taught some things out in that world where you have a a punishing or harsh, criticizing, damning God, stick around here and work the 12 steps and find a loving God that is gonna take you far beyond where you've ever been before. And it'll take your family and friends with you into that wonderful place too. So thanks for letting me share. Work your steps, please. Cliff, and I'm a Cliff. addict and alcoholic. <laughs> and uh, thanks, Luis, for your share. Um, either you're in a storm, you're going through a storm. I'm currently in a storm right now. Um, my job is transitioning um, without a new contract. So, of course, they uh, came in, and, and um, the environment is real toxic right now because, of course, a lot of people got pay cuts. Um, I was one of those individuals that thought I was getting a promotion and got a demotion, and it's a $10 demotion, (laughs) pay cut. Um, But what I was told, man, and and what I know today, man, is when I seek a spiritual solution for my problem, man, when my spiritual needs are met, my living problems are reduced to a point of comfort. You know, and so I go to a lot of meetings. I have a sponsor. I'm working the steps. Um, just completed the steps, matter of fact. And um, and what I know is, man, that I. The book says, man, that personality change. Is sufficient to bring about recovery. And it also tells me in that book, man, that all my problems will be solved. You know, even my job situation. 
And so what I have to constantly keep doing is talking about it, man. Today, I felt a little fear. Um, and the book says, man, that, that when fear arises, man, I need to ask God what he would have me to be. And so tomorrow I'll go back to work. I've been off for two days. And so what I know to do, man, is I still need to go back with a good attitude. You know, because this contract is not up until February the 1st. Uh, and then we take on a new contract, um, which doesn't necessarily mean I have a job, neither. But the reality is I, I know that if I continue to keep talking about it, man, continue to keep diving into the meetings, uh, talk to my sponsor, talking about it, asking God to remove it, um, and seeking somebody that I can help, that my solution is in my spiritual journey and not in this materialistic journey. And so I'm really grateful today that I have tools today that I can work, um, that I can talk about it, you know, because the reality is, man, I still have to walk through this process regardless and not pick up a joint or not pick up a drink or not pick up anything else. You know, I like to medicate my problems. That's what I normally do. But, man, I'm really grateful today, man, that, that that's not the answer. You know, it says job or no job, wife or no wife, but I want to keep my wife. Uh, you know, my dependence is upon God. You know, and so I'm real grateful, man, that I got a sponsor and people in my life, man, that is pointing me towards this journey and not the opposite. Thanks for letting me share. All right. My name is Oliver. I'm an alcoholic. Big Lucito for your, it's always so spiritual, man, so God driven. And uh, you know what I was thinking when I was listening to all of you guys, thank you everybody for sharing, is that, you know, this is, this is, this is a daily thing. This is a daily, this is a daily process. It's a daily getting, uh, uh, getting off the way of God's will. I mean, life happens, you know. I was, I was listening to a guy this morning, I went for a walk. His name is Michael Singer, and he said that, he was talking about the new year. And he said that the only thing that happened this year is that the sun, who did the whole thing in the sun, but nothing happened. I mean, that's, that's the only thing that happened. But in my mind, there were so many things happening. You know, I was super afraid. I was terrified. I was very happy. I was in love. I was elated. I was glad. I mean, I was, I was into my thinking a lot. And that's what I need to stay away from every day. This last week, I celebrated seven years of sobriety. And, and I did that in, in the group that I go, uh, it's Spanish-speaking groups. And the way that we do it there is that that day is, the whole meeting is, it's dedicated to you. So a lot of people went, my family went, my, fam my, my daughter went. And it was extremely emotional to hear my daughter saying that finally she can have a relationship with me. You see, I've been praying all this time for money. I've been praying all this time for a job, for success, to get back to where I was, for some sort of self-worth as, as, as telling my ego that I did it again, you know, the type of the, uh, I failed, but I got up again and I came back harder. But I, I forgot about what God was doing in my life. And I, and I saw it in my daughter. When she said, the most important thing in my life is to have a relationship with you and my mother. And today I have it again. Fuck. There's very little that I did, talking about amends. I made amends with my kids, and I have been making amends every year over the same thing. I have sat with them for hours. Sometimes they're just bitching and complaining about the pain that they are in their hearts. And I have decided to stay quiet because they need that healing, you know, because I was, I was totally lost. Regardless of what I think, if I think they're right or they're wrong, it's, it's what they need. And that power was given to me by God. That humility was given to me by the program. And I could see it in that meeting. And it was extremely moving for me. That does not mean that I stop being a human. This is the part that I want to make clear to, to me and to, and to you. This year, it's my seventh year, and my commitment this New Year's to try to work the seven steps throughout the year, which in my book is the hardest step in the, in the, in the 12 steps. Because it's truly when I have to let go of what it is that I think it's good or bad, 
what it is that I think is supposed to be done or how my life's supposed to look like and truly give it all to God and have him use me to whatever ends he wants me to be used. And it's really tough. It's really, really tough because when I pray, I still pray. And when I pray, I tell God what to do. And that's the wrong way of praying, you know? It's like, listen, I want this, that, and the other, and if you do this for me, I'll do that for you, and I'm negotiating with God, and it just doesn't work. You know, I'm trying to access that power to get my will back again, you know? I mean, it was what I was saying to look for that high. I'm still looking for that guy in, in, in the past where he had it all together and he was doing great professionally. But that guy's no longer here with me. So this is a daily thing. Some days the storms are very thick and sometimes there's no storms. But what, what I'm trying to say is that I have to remind myself every day that on my own I am nothing. I mean, I have proven to myself that under my power I destroyed my life. I destroyed my daughter's life, I destroyed my son's life, I destroyed my wife's lives. You know, and since that power, I have accepted that power into my heart and I have lived some sort of a spiritual life, people around me are healing for the damage that I have done to them. You know, I've been able to reach some people. I have managed to do some good in, in, in the world but I still have no money, <laughs> or the amount of money that I want, you see? But see, but that's, that's where I'm at. And every day I have to remind myself that it's no longer about what it is my ego wants me to measure my worth by, that I'm either worthy or I'm not. For me, that has been the toughest, toughest, toughest battle in AA. Thank you. My name is Jason, Recovered Drug Act, Alcoholic. Hi, Jason. Good to be here. Thank you, Luis. I love how you always mention the great law, right? God's most important command is to love your neighbor as yourself, right? And every time you come up here, you say that. I love it. It's really cool. Um, here's the thing with me. How can I love my neighbor if I don't love myself? How can I love you like I love myself? You don't want me to love you like I love myself, right? So the truth is that <clears throat> this process has my experience, if we're talking experience, strength, and hope, my experience is that this process is teaching me to love myself. And it's a process. It's slow, sometimes it's painful, um, part of loving myself is being honest with myself, being honest with others, which is difficult, right? It's difficult at times. Um, so the strength in that is like what Michael was talking about, maybe coming in here on a bad day or being in the storm, like we heard people talking about tonight and, and being around you guys. There's a lot of, and there's hope in that too, right? Because being around other people that can encourage me to change and to be honest and to love myself is very, very important because I've, I've never really had that in my life before. Uh, it's kind of like a missing piece for me, um, just pride-driven, self-made, providing for everybody and fixing everybody's problems around me and never really being around people that are going to encourage me to slow down, get honest, and take a look inside and ask you the question, like, why don't you love yourself? Like, what's missing? What's really going on? It's, it's a deep, hard question, right? Because the truth is I cannot outwardly express love if I don't love myself, which has been my problem my whole life. Um, and, uh, you know, another experience that I've had is that when you are in the storm, when I am in the storm, I don't want to turn to God in that moment. If, there's, if I'm angry, right, like, or if I get in a, in a really big argument, like let's say with my wife, or if I'm just buried in resentment with a family member or something that's like so painful and so deep, in that moment, I don't want to. 
I don't care. I will blatantly say to myself, no, not right now. Right. And that's and that's what's um, so important to recognize. Right. That there's going to be this these elements of fear and pride that are going to enter into my being and they're going to stop me. Right. And so then at that moment, I do have the choice. I don't have a choice whether I'm going to drink or whether I'm going to use. Um, But I do have the choice to turn. I have a choice to ask the hardest choice to be honest and pick up the phone and like talk to one of you guys about it. Even in those type of moments, it's easier for me to wait a couple of days and to get on my knees and pray than it is to be really honest and pick up the phone and talk to another human about what's really going on. Because that's tough. I don't come from that world. I don't, I don't, I wasn't wired that way, right? So this moral psychology that's going on in my experience is changing that, trying to get more on it. Because all of that will teach me to have compassion for myself and to love myself and to be able to understand that this process really works, right? So since we had some parables up here tonight, right? So I'm going to share one with you guys, okay? So there's, there's a guy, he's got a fig tree, okay? And he plants a fig tree. And it grows for three seasons. No fruit, no nothing. It's barren. And he tells the gardener, he says, cut it down. Don't want that fig tree anymore. And the gardener says, just give me one more season. Let me nourish it. Let me fertilize it. Let me... Give it the care that it needs. Let's just wait and see, right? Because that big, big book talks in parables. And if you think about that parable, storm comes. Don't want to do this shit anymore. This doesn't work for me. Give it one more season. Just give it one more. Feed it. Nourish it, right? And I'm talking about myself, dude. This is what I need to do in order to stay here. Because I'll turn and go that way and not come here if, if I take over. And that's what I'm trying to avoid at all costs. So nourish, be patient. Page 83, one of the things I'm to pray for every day is patience. Patience, kindliness, tolerance, and love, right? But let's just focus on patience. So I'm to pray for patience every day. It says each day is a day for me to ask my creator to show me the way. Why do I ask him to show me the way? Because I have no idea what the way of patience, kindliness, tolerance, and love looks like in my life. So I got to ask, how many times, when do I, every day it tells me, each day. So one day at a time. All right, thanks. (laughs) Mary Alcoholic. Thank you, Luis. Thank you so much uh, for sharing your experience, strength, and hope. And, you know, I had that book in my, uh, the Atomic Habit. I had it in my cart, in my Amazon cart for a long time. I don't know who recommended it, but I finally, like, tossed it out. But uh, it must be a great book. But uh, I heard everything I needed to hear tonight. Um, and Lewis, welcome. Where is he at? There you are. Um, you know... As many years as I have, it's like, you know, I always want to remain teachable, you know, and you brought that up today, and thank you for that. Um, Because it's not about the years, it's about the days. And, um, you know, I heard, uh, you know, a lot of good things, but what I do know is that, I need to stay current, and thank you, everyone, for staying current with where they're at in their life. Um, you know, I'll be going through the big book awakening as well. And um, at first I thought, you know, I just want to be able to do this for me, for me. And, you know, I'm seeing so many people suffer. And, um, you know, I know it's to help the other alcoholic and addict, but I see so many people suffering, you know, from this disease. And um, something's changing in me. And uh, it's the program working through me. 
And it's that spiritual connection that I made here um, in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and taking the Big Book Awakening. And there's so many different things that we do and um, to stay sober. And I read today that um, the spiritual progress is not what gets, uh, what gets us sober, it's what keeps us sober. There's so many things, but it's this, um, it's the spirituality that we get in the rooms from each other. What I get, it feeds my soul. Um, and, uh, you know, and I see each and every one of us just like, you know, just that spirit. Um, I can't tell you how much I owe my life to um, Alcoholics Anonymous and the people in it. Um, I really feel that this is, you know, just uh, my mission in life now. It's like I couldn't see anything. Else. I can't see anything else for me. But I want to say something about this peace that I have inside of me. Uh, where it came along, I don't know where it came along, somewhere along the line. And I like what you said, Jason, just, you know, you know, we just, uh, you know, just basically we stay and we wait and we're patient because um, it takes a lot of patience. Um, but I know that, uh, you know, no matter all the storms that are going on and all the good things that are going on, I remain grateful. And if anything, in the morning, you know, that daily meditation and prayer and remaining grateful even when that's, you're in the midst of that storm, it changes my perspective on everything. Um, you know, I can say it's this or that, or, but it's just all of it, not just one thing. It's just a lot of things that come out of the, the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. So um, please stay and stick around and... Um, Give freely what has been freely given to you. Um, with that, I'll take another 24. Thank you. Happy birthday, dear Pat. Happy birthday to you. All right, tell us how you did it, man. All right, thanks. Uh, yeah, today today is the day, Jan January eighth. So I, I'm breaking the rules. I'm breaking the rules. <laughs> uh, I've always been a rule breaker. Uh, so um, character defect still that God hasn't removed yet. Um, but you know, I um, you know it's kind of like I was saying before, and, and we we share it in uh, in how it works. It says you know some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas. And, you know, the result was nil until we let go, absolutely. So, um, you know, that's what it was like for me. Uh, I was uh, approached by a person after a meeting, which I didn't want to be at. And uh, I was there to get a court slip signed that I didn't really didn't give a shit about. Um, I had nothing, I had no desire to stop drinking or using. Um, but um, this person, this guy convinced me um, that maybe I have the disease of alcoholism and um and i'd been in and out of these rooms for 20 years before that and i never wanted it never thought drinking was my pro i had a lot of problems i had a lot of you know a crystal meth addiction i had money problems legal problems all my family's gone i kept getting fired from my jobs um uh, but alcohol no that's not my problem you know um alcohol was always involved though so, um but anyway, once I, uh, once he convinced me, he basically sold me the program. Um, and that word is used in the book too, you know, once becoming sold on these, these ideas and this, and this first step, you know, that I, I have this disease and there's nothing I can do about it on my own. I need help, you know, um, and I, I do it. I, it, it, a whole new life opened up for me um since then and it is awesome um never would have 
imagined. Um, never wanted to help anybody. Never wanted to do any of this shit. <laughs> um, inventory, amends. I mean, um, meetings. I did tons of meetings. All you know, every day, all the time. It's multiple meetings a day, and all kinds of service work. And I never would have thought I would want any of that stuff. Um, but it's awesome. I mean, it's given me a life better than anything I could have ever imagined. So, um, and I don't know what that, you know, how does one get to that point of, you know, thinking I got, I got another idea of how I'm going to continue my life or being willing to give it all up and try something else, you know, that's hard. I mean, I, um, so anyway, um, I hope, uh, if you're new, you try, you know, joining one of these workshops coming up. Um, there's always workshops in January. So there's going to be one here Tuesday nights. Um, there are others on zoom or whatever. Um, I, I prefer the in-person stuff myself. Um, but that's just me. Um, I'll do Zoom if I have to. But uh, um, anyway, I'm really grateful and thanks. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe at eastlakebba.com. You can also help us reach others by spreading the word about our podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the East Lake Big Book Awakening Podcast.